This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while on the website, check out the podcast page to listen to past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions that you may have or if you want to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. You know, we are certainly in some unprecedented economic times. Inflation is bad after 40 years of being on kind of a hiatus where we're looking at probably double-digit inflation by the end of the year. And the other piece that goes with that is the conversation about the Fed interest rates, right? The Federal Reserve is raising their interest rates, which is not really something they have done um, in a in an aggressive way in a long time. So what does it exactly mean for you um, when it comes to retirement planning, when it comes to saving, when it comes to borrowing money? That's what we're going to talk about today. Why is the Fed raising the rate? What does it do? And how does that affect you? But before we do that, I want to welcome in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show again, Peter. It's been a really good week for me. I actually got outside and enjoyed some of the nice weather. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, I've just been keeping busy and looking forward to summer. And I know you've been really busy, haven't you? Yeah, no, yeah, things are uh, things are moving along. Business is good. The weather's great, so time to start getting that outside honeydew list done. And uh, it's uh, it's been really busy, but uh, overall things are good. Thanks for asking. Well, good. And you know, you're talking about the Fed rate hike, and I just saw this morning that uh, the Fed chair, uh, what's his name, uh, finally, Powell. yeah, what Powell? Yep, uh, he fi- yep. he he admits that they were slow in reacting. To prevent yeah. to prevent runaway inflation, they were slow to raise rates, and now they have to raise them a half percent or a percent at a time. And even that half percent increase—it's the longest, uh, it's the biggest increase, the biggest single increase anyway in over two decades. So, yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, Tony, right? The general economic rule, and there's lots of different directions you can go. But generally, you know, whatever the inflation rate is, is what's the interest rate should be, right? Or the interest rate that the Fed sets. Well, you have interest rate officially running at about 8%, yet the Fed, the Federal Reserve base rate is still somewhere around a half to three quarters percent. So there's a huge difference. Yeah. And if if there's any interest in taming inflation, there there's a lot of catch up that has to be done to try to get that rate to a, to a point where it can curb the, the current runaway inflation. That's true. I mean, they're worried about a recession. They're worried about runaway inflation. And I think it's at, what, 8.3 right now. Um, you know, yeah. it dropped a little For- bit from a, a eight eight and a half percent inflation <laughs> yeah. rate. But 
you know, some prices are still going up, obviously, and uh, mm-hmm. everyone I know is complaining about it. So, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I mean, and you see it all over the place. If you've gone grocery shopping, if you go to the pump, if you know to to fill up your car, if you buy lumber, even even though that price has come down, it's still significantly higher year over year. Um, it, it's inflation has bled into everything, both for physical commodities, but also for. Um, for labor, labor and service-related things, inflation is now starting to kick off into there as well. So it's kind of permeated now across the entire economy, which is leading to the Federal Reserve having to take some of these measures of every time they meet, every month, they're talking about you know, jacking up the, the federal fund rate at least a half percent, if not more, um, to try to, to get the inflation to come down. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe you could uh, talk a little bit more about what role interest rates serve in our economy. Yeah, sure. So let's say like a 40,000 foot level, the big picture, because yep. we could probably get off on different tangents sure. and, and fill out uh, you know, an hour long podcast, but we don't want to do that. But the whole concept is the Federal Reserve, right? That's our central bank. And they set uh, the rate at which banks borrow from each other. So when the they also control the money supply, so how much money's out there. So the way they, they, they try to control both inflation and, and a number of other economic pieces is by using interest rates to dictate how money is going to be borrowed um, and essentially put out into the economy to be used. So when rates are really low, right, that means there's a lot of money that is going to be borrowed because borrowers are not going to pay a lot. So banks are not going to pay a lot of interest and therefore they're not going to charge a lot of interest to uh, the folks that are borrowing from them. On the flip side, if you have a lot of liquidity and it, it all of a sudden runs away or you have a lot of cash out there, that leads to inflation. So the Federal Reserve or the central bank says, okay, we need to try to get some of that money back into the bank and out of the economy. And to do that, they raise interest rates, right? To to create an incentive for people to say, well, instead of investing it someplace, I'm just going to put it in the bank uh, and get a higher rate. So right now, what they're seeing is there's a whole lot of money out there that's creating inflation and they need to get that money back into the central bank. So to do that, they're raising interest rates to essentially incentivize people and banks to park their money at a bank to get that raised interest rate. It's a way to you know, essentially get that money back into the bank and hopefully tamper down inflation. Now there's consequences to that. Sure. It slows the economy. Uh, it could even lead to a recession. But ultimately the biggest concern that the Federal Reserve has right now is that inflation because it's eating away at people's ability to buy things um, and the purchasing power of the dollars they've created. Sure. Sure. And I think everybody's first question after the rate hike, an interest rate hike, is how is it going to affect me? Uh, What are some examples of how it's going to affect uh, our listeners and borrowers out there? Yeah, I think the biggest, if you are a borrower, right, if you are someone who has debt in multiple different areas, it's going to affect you the most, especially if that debt is variable, right? So, you know, fixed rate, that means you signed a contract for a certain amount, uh, a certain interest rate for a period of time, and it's that rate is not going to change. But a variable interest rate, those rates change based on what the Fed is going to do, the Federal Reserve. So if you have a lot, most credit cards, for example, um, are going to be... um, adjustable rate, um, 
interest on the credit card. So if you have credit card debt and you're paying a certain percentage, well, every time the Federal Reserve increases their rate, that also means your credit card interest rate is going up. And considering credit card interest rates aren't very low to begin with, that's going to cost you more and more money for that debt outstanding on credit cards. So if you're borrowing money again on, on some of those credit cards, this rate, this interest rate uh, increase is going to hurt you significantly. Or if you have a variable rate mortgage, you know, sometimes uh, people will do that for a shorter period of time while all of a sudden we've seen mortgage rates spike from you know the mid two percents now we're up into the mid five percents which historically is still pretty low but you know that is is quite a jump in your monthly payment if um, if you have a variable rate type of mortgage yeah and on previous shows you've talked about ways to pay down debt and you know we've talked about focusing maybe on paying off your highest interest rate debt first like high interest rate credit cards find the one with the highest rate or, or your debt with the highest rate, pay that off first, uh, and then uh, go from there. But really, uh, this is a good reason to sit down with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, right? Yeah, absolutely. A good financial service professional not only is going to talk to you about investing money, where to put it, trying to stay ahead of inflation, creating income plans, but if there's debt, right? If there's a situation where there's a chunk of debt out there that you're paying a high rate on and it makes sense to either refinance that debt or, or use some of your savings to pay that debt off, um, then you know a financial service professional is going to be honest with you and say that to you and create a plan that deals with all the different variables that are going on within, uh, within your situation because keep in mind, paying off debt is the same as saving money, right? You are saving yourself money in all the interest that you're not paying. And then once you've paid off those loans, Tony, you can put that money into a, an account that's hopefully now going to be getting more interest, uh, a better interest rate because the Fed is, is increasing their ben benchmark rate. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, credit card debt and how to get out of it before I encourage our listeners to call you. Now, what does this rate hike mean for homeowners? Well, you know, as I mentioned before, if you have a variable rate, then that's not, it's right. its going to hurt you. It means your premium is going to go up. Right. But even if you're a first time home buyer, right, the, 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 even in the last three months, the whole situation's changed. We started the year where the fat, you know, interest rates on a mortgage uh, was at about, you know, 3%. And now all of a sudden they're, they're approaching 6%. They've nearly doubled. So that's going to have a significant impact on you. That either means the house you want to buy, if you're still stuck, you know, you're still committed to that house, your monthly pay, uh, premiums, um, excuse me, your monthly uh, mortgage payment's going to go up. Or that means you're kind of having to look at a smaller type of house or a house that costs less because what you can afford has now changed. Yeah. You know, the, the mortgage rate isn't tied directly to the Fed rate. It's more underpinned by the uh, a 10-year treasury. But once the, the Federal Reserve, our central bank, starts talking about rates going up, everything starts going up. Yeah. And you can see that. So if you were lucky to have refinanced a year ago um, into a fixed rate mortgage, nothing's going to change. You have a contract for 20, 15, 20, 30 years that that's your rate, that's your payment. It is what it is. It's not going to change um, until you pay off that mortgage. If you're in a variable rate, well, it, it's a good time to have a conversation about getting out of something like that and maybe switching to something fixed so that um, there's a lot more predictability and you don't get caught in a, in a cycle where all of a sudden your variable interest rate is eight, nine percent on your mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've been uh, looking at the reaction to the fallout from the Fed's recent half point rate hike. And, 
you know, you're talking about how this increase could, you know, potentially affect credit card and mortgage rates. But I'm really curious about whether the Fed's rate hike could have an impact on auto loans. I mean, uh, you know, my wife and I have been toying with the idea of uh, trading in my current set of wheels uh, maybe later this year, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, auto loans is a great conversation because Americans love their cars, yep. right? We, we, we most uh, in a household, most every adult will have their own car and we love to drive. And for a lot of us, we live in areas where we have to drive, right? I, I live in rural New Hampshire. Um, I don't have a choice. There's no public transportation. So, so financing a car um, is one of the, you know, after a house is probably the next big purchase that you're going to use a debt product on. So yeah, uh, a lot of those um, are going to be fixed. So hopefully you've locked into the lower rate. Um, but if you have a variable rate on your on your car uh, loan, that's also going to jack up your monthly payment. The silver lining here, Tony, is if if rates um, for car loans are going up significantly, that very well may bring the value of car some of these cars down. Right? If you've been in the used car market, um, it's been insane. Used cars um, have actually been going up in value for the last two years since the pandemic oh, yeah. um, started. It's uh, a slight example i bought going um, nuts actually yeah i i bought a uh, i bought a car a new car last year now once you drive it off the lot it's a used car the you know the general rule of thumb is once you drive a car off a a, a car lot it loses value that car that i bought a year ago has continued to appreciate has gone up it's actually i could isn't get more crazy? for it today than what i paid for yeah my neighbor and it's did all be- that uh, isn't that nuts? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, and and it's it's frozen a lot of people out of the market. So you know, it's a double-edged sword. Rates go up, and it's going to affect those who are borrowing. But if you're in the market for a car, and you can wait a few more months, or maybe six more months, as this rate hike continues, you know, the inverse of increased rates is going to be a, hopefully a decrease in price, right? Because um, people can't afford a, a low-rate uh, loan to buy a high-priced vehicle, so now the prices have to come down. So that's the silver lining hopefully we'll see some you know a break in the increasing value of of the the vehicles for a new buyer and they can get into a car for a more reasonable price yeah yeah so that's that's good to know now what does the fed's rate increase mean for savers does it help with our (laughs) savings well, yeah, it, it's a great thing for savers um, because it means you're going to earn more interest, right? right? Now, at a brick and mortar bank, um, so the you know the bank down on Ma- Main Street, you're not going to see much of a tick up in their interest rates. It may go from you know 0.01 percent to 0.02 percent, um, and it's going to take a long time. But there are other vehicles out there, whether it be insurance based, annuities, um, even CDs or money markets, those types of things where the rate; those rates are far more uh, reactive to an increase in the Federal um, Reserve interest rate. So as it continues to tick up where you could have picked up a CD for uh, a year at a half a percent, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this year you could pick up a CD for six months for um, a percent and a half or something like that. Sure. So if you're a saver and you're using those types of vehicles, um, you know, something that's more in the in the uh, either insured or in the bank or, or in cash accounts, then things are probably looking up for you because those rates are going to start trickling upward as the as the Fed um, increases increases their rate. Sure. So, and, and I think that's uh, that's right. Although we have to keep in mind, inflation is currently taking a bite out of savings. 
So it is a good thing the interest rates are rising a bit to help. But at the same time, if you have it in a bank and they're paying, you know, 1% or, you know, 0.06%, yeah. you're not anywhere near keep it. You're still losing money with inflation. Well, and, and this is the big problem, Tony, right? Because... Um, you're getting people are getting hit from all sides. You you have you have money in the bank. You have inflation at eight percent. So over the year over year, so your your purchasing power you've lost eight percent of the purchasing power of your money. You're not getting interest rates that match that. And then if you were trying to get something like that in the market, you know the market's tanked here in the last uh, month and a half and has pretty much wiped out anything you may have gained over the last year. So. You know, as a as a saver, it is also a tough time because there's, in many ways, there's nothing really going your way um, to help uh, um, stay ahead of some of these really strong economic headwinds. Yeah, yeah, good point. Now, how does a rate increase uh, like the one we're seeing? How does that affect stocks? Obviously, stocks have been in a tumble. <laughs> is part well, of that because the Fed raised the interest rate at all, or what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it it is strongly tied to that. There's many reasons for it, but but a, a key part is because uh, Wall Street does not like to see they like cheap money. That's the bottom line, like, right? And, and they we, don't like change either. And they don't like change, and they like cheap money. And for I mean, the truth of the matter is, since um, 2008, right, the last economic collapse we had, interest rates have generally been around zero percent, maybe up to a half a percent. There's been a couple spikes here or there, but they haven't lasted long because we haven't had noticeable inflation. And so, what all of a sudden you're seeing this decrease or a significant decrease in selling on Wall Street because higher interest rates means two things: one, they can't borrow. Um, to buy, borrow on margin to buy stocks and do their trading. But it also means companies um, that use debt vehicles for their daily operations, right? Most Fortune 500 companies or, or any company listed on a stock exchange is going to use uh, um, some sort of debt instrument, whether it be a uh, um, preferred stock or bonding things out, and they're going to use it responsibly. But what that means is the cost for their operations are going to go up, and that's going to affect earnings. That's going to affect stock prices. That's going to affect a whole number of things. So generally, what happens is the folks on Wall Street kind of say, you know what, we're just going to get out and sit this out for the next uh, six months in cash and see what happens. And it's all driven by the fact that the the Fed is raising interest rates, and it's going to impact the economy um, and the businesses and the and the consumers but it's also going to affect their day-to-day um, operations uh, on Wall Street so the more it costs to borrow the worse it is for business right yes especially if if those it, it, well you have inflation that's difficult for business so the again the way or at least one of the policy tools is to use interest rates and if interest rates are going up significantly then you know what it costs for you let's say you have to borrow a million dollars to put a new piece of equipment in your factory last year it cost you two percent interest but this year it's going to cost you seven percent interest that difference right that five or six percent difference has to come out of your bottom line so now you see these businesses may not be profitable or they're going to pass those costs on to the consumer which dips into the consumer's ability to to buy more things and so it has a ripple effect it's a domino um, effect right it's a domino effect and and you know they don't want to say it on the news but the truth of the matter is and and this happened back in the early 80s tony but before i was around but essentially they're, you're trying to create a recession to a certain degree you're trying to to actually have the economy slow down to to stop inflation because the more insidious um, 
between the two, between a recession or inflation, the more insidious one is inflation. It it destroys people's purchasing power, um, and usually it's permanent. Once a price goes up, it rarely ever goes back down. And so by doing this interest rates, they're also triggering an economic slowdown, if not a recession. And again, Wall Street doesn't like that either, and so you, can, you see stocks um, going down significantly. You also see bonds going down because bonds that have been issued at lower percent interest rates are now not worth as much as they are to a new bond that's being uh, issued at a higher rate. And so not only does it play havoc on those who have stocks, but even those who own bonds that are, you know, older, um, it's going to have a significant effect on their value as well. Yeah. So uh, we need to wrap this up, but what's the best way for the average person to navigate their way through all of this? Well, it probably is not a surprise for many to hear me say this, but it, it, it's to sit down with a financial service professional who does this for a living, right? Who keeps up on what's what's happening both at the Federal Reserve, what's happening in the broader economy and investments and, and, and create a plan regardless of where you are in life, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60 and entering retirement, it doesn't matter in this type of situation, but creating a plan that's going to try to navigate both raising interest, rising interest rates and, and also inflation is going to be key. So that's making sure you're putting your money in vehicles that have um, downside protection. So when the market does you know, tank whose rates are going up, you're protected from that. Putting them in vehicle vehicles that have the highest potential return, um, whether it be a fixed, uh, some sort of fixed rate, it may not be the same as inflation, but it's something's better than nothing. Um, so your purchasing power isn't um, significantly, in, you know, uh, uh, diminished. Overall, it's making sure you you have someone who you are working with that's taking all these pieces into account and putting together some sort of cohesive plan um, that's going to get you um, through some of these economic headwinds. I can confidently say inflation isn't going to go up forever and eventually the rates will come down. But, you know, we're going into a period I wouldn't be surprised of, of, you know, one to three years where things are going to be a bit bumpy and having someone kind of riding shotgun with you um, who looks at these things and is, is thinking about them all the time is going to be critical. Sure. Sure. I thought you were going to say the solution is to take all your money, put it in a coffee can and bury it in the backyard. But no, that's not that's not the solution. <laughs> you, you won't keep up with inflation if you do that. You'll lose money. No, you'll lose money instantly. So. All right. Plus, you might forget where you put it. Um, yeah, that would be my concern. <laughs> that would be mine as well. Well, good show today talking about the interest rate hikes and what they mean for all of us. Uh, good one, Peter. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know before we go how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Tony. And if you are interested in sitting down having a conversation again, that's putting together a plan that's comprehensive and wide ranging, dealing with all the different things that occur uh, in your finances, but how they're affected by the greater economic um, headwinds that are going on, give us a call 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Tony. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724. 
or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Hilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Laufenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.